Tell everybody why you're so happy. Hello, and welcome to Messages and Methods. I'm your host, Shelly Carney. Today, we're going to be talking about leveraging your live stream on other social media platforms. And what I'm happy about is we're going out of town on vacation. We're going to a conference tomorrow, so we're pretty excited. I'll tell you more about that later. And then we'll have a show for you next week. My name is Toby Yunus. I'm your uh, producer and technical director. If there is a mistake in today's show, it's my fault, not hers. Just remember that. in your 50s or older, we've got something wonderful to share with you. Do you want to produce a live stream, podcast, and blog to quickly expand your brand and business? Or would you like to visit with us, tell us your story and share your message with the world? Experience Messages and Methods live stream podcast with Shelley Carney and Toby Eunice. Every week we come together to discuss topics related to encore entrepreneurs, content marketing, live streaming video, podcasting, and blogging. We share stories, experiences, and knowledge to help others in their journey to creating a highly visible online presence. Subscribe today and become a part of our treasured community. All right. Become a part of our treasured community. You are our treasured community. And welcome. So what's up, Toby? So it's been a busy week in prep for our travels, as it usually is whenever we travel. Yes. just getting this stuff together and trying to make decisions about, do I take the little camera or the big camera? Yeah. Um, oh, I know. I was, I got up this morning about 5.30 and I was packing and it took me three hours to make decisions about what to bring, what not to bring, what to pack. <laughs> and I'm, I've got the clothes figured out. Now I got to get the, uh, you know, the toiletries and, yeah. uh, you know, like, we're bringing some food and snacks and drinks and we're bringing some other things that we need because we're doing interviews. And so, and then of course we need to bring paperwork. Like I want to bring my um, shots, paperwork, you know, documentation. Were you able to download that? that. Yeah, I got it off the internet. And you don't know where the card is. I don't know where my card went, but um, you know, if people are really, curious they can go to the new mexico department of health and And it's all there my information is in there i mean they can't look it up without my patient number or whatever but but you scanned that form and sent it to them like they asked oh yeah yeah yeah. actually i'd already taken a picture of my card before i lost it so i have it on my phone oh so yeah did you did you send them that yeah oh well it shouldn't be a problem yeah no it shouldn't be a problem but just if anybody asks or you know whatever so uh, uh, mine is kind of different. I won't spend as much time on clothes. That all goes in one bag and several hanging pieces. My, the hard part for me is what do I take in terms of equipment and stuff that we need to support ourselves while we're there. So we've got some giveaways, you know, some swag yeah. that we're giving away. I want to make sure that's yeah. there. The new kit, the new um, uh, audio uh, field kit. Uh, make sure that's all right. And then, I'm, like I said, I'm trying to decide whether to take big camera or small camera mm-hmm. because some people had requested 
photos. Yeah. And I've gotten to the point where I'm comfortable shooting a portrait on the, um, como se llama? iPhone. iPhone. Uh, but if they want something big, then I have to take, you know, another 10 pounds worth of camera equipment. Mm. And I just can't, I'm having trouble deciding. If there's room, I think it's going to be based on if there's room. Yeah, I'll but do you it. don't know if there's room until you get to my house. Well, that's and we kind pack of the problem. Up all my stuff and Kevin's yeah. stuff. And so then you know. <laughs> I'm figuring you guys. Of course, you for, could leave your camera behind at my house if we had to pull yeah, it out. Yeah. I guess. Uh, if I'm, I'm figuring um, you guys for one bag, some hanging stuff, and one backpack each. Because that's usually what you do. Well, I'm bringing my laptop and a uh, one of those one of those bags that you know, like you could hang them up, but then you fold them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the kind of bag I'm bringing. Oh, okay. Time. All right. Well, it's different because we, you know, in March I switched away from the truck with a camper on top to a SUV, and the yes. SUV just is not designed to hold as much as we did in the truck. I, mean, I know. But we'll figure it out. But that way you can get it in the garage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Easier. And... Uh, so um, we wanted to talk about leveraging your live stream out of the social media platforms today. We've talked about, you know, and, and you're going to see that our diagram again, uh, because I think that gives us a foundation for what we're going to talk about today. But there's some other options and there's some interesting uh, changes. And we want to talk about those uh, first. So. Let's go to the slide presentation. Today's presentation is week number seven out of 10 or 11? 11. 11. Uh, leveraging your live streams on other social media platforms, meaning other social media platforms besides the ones we've already talked about, like YouTube, Facebook, and Anchor. Uh, so and we want WordPress. you to consider and what? Oh, WordPress. and WordPress. I'm sorry. So we want you to consider some others and how you can leverage already existing content into those others. And I actually have a pretty uh, pretty neat quote from uh, some recent research by HubSpot. So I'll, I'll share that with you. But first. There's breaking news. Da -da 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 -da. You got any of those little buttons program with breaking news music? I'd have to go back. I didn't put it on uh, this oh, side. Okay. I'd have to go back one. This was in our email yesterday, our update, weekly update. So if you're not subscribed to our weekly update, make sure you subscribe. All you need to do is um, you can go to agkmedia.studio and subscribe there on our website. Very simple. And then uh, you can uh, start getting our weekly updates. But I'm going to read this one because I found it very interesting. Facebook's Audio Hub launched in the U.S. Officially launched on mobile, Facebook's audio destination gathers podcasts, live audio rooms, and short-form audio in one place. It lives within Watch, the platform's video hub. To Sarah Perez of TechCrunch, the design is a little incongruous given that audio content is meant to be listened to, not watched. Podcasters have been able to add RSS feeds for a few months on Facebook, but podcast listening will remain U.S. only for now. Facebook is expanding its Clubhouse clone live audio rooms and will soon roll out Soundbites, a sort of TikTok for audio offering short audio clips. What about content moderation? There's been a lot of talk about Facebook having issues with content moderation and uh, all of that. So um, what about that? And Gizmodo's Brianna Provenzano says, while the thought of Facebook's potential to disseminate disinformation through new forms of easily corruptible content 
is enough to give anyone hives. The platform assures that it's been developing a toolkit to enforce community standards. But I think, once again, it's pretty much up to the individual to police themselves and uh, filter what they read and research before accepting things as given. When you read it on Facebook, check it out on factcheck.org or Snopes or one of those uh, fact-checking sites uh, to make sure that it's good quality information but so you can assume that half the stuff you see on facebook is uh the, its genesis is a russian bot it's true so uh, and that is kind of concerning because they're con they're continuing to expand their uh platform into other media and the more they do that it seems the less uh they focus on whether or not they're uh, moderating their content it right. just it just expands you know, right. That's why we all have to take personal responsibility when we're on social media to make sure that we are checking the information uh, before believing anything that we see. Yeah. But social audio is expanding. Ruskies. That's our breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good breaking news, actually. <laughs> Leveraging live streams of this social media platform. So again, uh, I'm going to start sounding repetitive here. We talked about uh, how you uh, create content, uh, ideally, uh, at the beginning with a, a live stream like we're doing now, and then leverage that onto the other major platforms using Anchor FM to distribute it to all the major podcasts and WordPress, uh, turn, it, turn it into a blog. Uh, but there's some other platforms that are moving forward with various kinds of content. <clears throat> but again, what we want you to do and the importance of this message that we have today is we want you not to have to create new content. We want you to live stream and then use that live stream as a basis, the download video of that live stream as a basis for uh, leverage, leveraging it into other social media platforms. That's what we're gonna talk about today. So I don't want you to think that we or anybody else is, excuse me, going to require you to create new content. I don't know what's wrong, I got a frog in my throat. Coffee. <laughs> Gotta drink more water. Less coffee. Frogs like coffee. <clears throat> That's water. Okay. Um, <laughs> that you don't have to create new content in order to uh, uh, expand into these other social media platforms. We want you to leverage your already existing content. And, and the reason is um, one day, if not already, you'll learn to hate spending time in the editing bay as much as I do. And so I'm always looking for easy ways to take what I've already got and turn it into something else. And Shelly found one this week that I just think is amazing. We're going to talk about it, but I'm going to let her focus on it. All right. So um, one of the trends, uh, so this is out of the social media trends that HubSpot produces every year. This is the most recent 2021. And I'm going to read this quote for our podcasting listening friends. It's by uh, Bella Ibrahim, the marketing manager at Kerning culture. She says, we're seeing a rise in edutainment, new word, edutainment, on social media platforms. Long form educational content is condensed into bite-sized storytelling across the newsfeed and Instagram stories, feeding curious audiences that are now willing to spend more time consuming content that adds value and feeds their curiosity. 
So a couple of important things to uh, remember. Number one, short form content, bite-sized storytelling. Um, but uh, it has to be a form of edutainment. They have to see it as uh, providing that kind of value to themselves and those around them. Thoughts? Mm -hmm. No? It's pretty good. I mean, she says it all. Mm -hmm. So uh, what's the purpose of doing this? It, it, the, the purposes don't change. The purposes of expanding your reach by uh, per, uh, presenting your content on other social media platforms is the same as it's always been for all of us that are uh, content creators. Number one, give the search engine something to think about because the more places they find you, the more uh, places uh, they see you, the more places they hear about you, the more places they see links that go back to your content, the more excited they get about your existence. And there's nothing better in life, as far as I'm concerned, than having Google excited about me. The unfortunate thing is that if you do Google searches on Shelly Carney and you do, and Toby Eunice, Shelly Carney has 20 times more touch points than, um, than Toby Eunice. So uh, obviously I'm not working hard enough. Uh, the other thing that it does <laughs> is expands your social media presence. And that's important, not only from a social, uh, not only from a search engine optimization perspective, but from the perspective of gaining connections, uh, pushing yourself out to the community to find out whether or not they like you. And that's the idea, really. What you're hoping is that with every little uh, bit of information that you put out about yourself, your thoughts, your uh, ideas, your concepts, your creations, uh, you'll get more people to like you because after all, it's all about uh, in this day and age, especially in, I'm, I'm going to, I want to say post pandemic, but we're not yet, uh, yet there, but the pandemic has an, an impact on all of this. And the most important place that it's had an impact on is these conversations and connections because you have to reach out uh, and you can't throw yourself out there except by creating content. I don't want to mean throw yourself. You can't put yourself out there. Uh, except by creating content. So the more content you can distribute, the more content you can create, and the more of that content you can distribute, the better it is for making connections with your prospective audience, and hopefully in some cases, your prospective buyers. All right, Shelly? When you want to be a speaker, if you want to get booked on podcasts, if you're looking for a uh, some kind of position or recognition within the media, people are going to look at your social media presence. They're going to Google you. They're going to find out what are you doing and what's your reputation online about and how many people follow you. And that's important to them because if, for instance, you're a speaker or you're going to be on their podcast, they want you to bring your audience with you. And the bigger your audience, the more money you can command when you have speaker fees or uh, if you want to be on a podcast, you can get on bigger, uh, more prevalent podcasts. Or uh, if you decide to write and sell a book, you're going to be able to sell more books because you have a larger audience because you've put yourself out there in a variety of places. People can find us sometimes on WordPress that don't even know we exist on YouTube. And once they do find us on WordPress, they start looking at our blogs and they continue to look at them every week 
And then they'll see every week, you can also watch the video, you can also listen to the podcast. So they may then start to look around at those other sorts of medium, uh, media to, to, to get a feel of, okay, I've read the blog post. Now that's been edited for my reading pleasure, but maybe I want to watch the video to kind of see that body language to get to know these people a little better. So then um, that's why we offer three different kinds of media. We have the, the video, the audio, and the text, and we can uh, hit different people with what they prefer when it comes to media. Um, and they can go to different sites to find the types of media that they prefer. I do want to take a moment to say hi to our friend Joe and his daughter Zoe. Zoe, nice to see you again. I hope you enjoy our presentation today, and thanks for joining us. You're always welcome in one of our rooms. Okay, um, uh, so uh, you've seen this slide before, at least uh, the big part of this slide, but remember that our objective is to take what we're doing today, what we're doing right now, live stream that to various platforms. And you can, uh, at the moment, uh, you get a lot of choices with StreamYard. We will get more eventually because it continues to grow, uh, but they include YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, the Facebook, uh, various Facebook pages, pages, groups, and uh, profiles, and LinkedIn events, and um, their pages and profiles. But in, in, in addition to that, you can create a custom RTMP. And I don't know if you remember last week, we talked about custom RSS feeds. So if you can't get there directly, you can actually get that organization's RTMP um, uh, code and you can plug it in. You can plug it into uh, Restream, I'm sorry, StreamYard, and it'll send it there as well. Now, the only, uh, the only restriction on all of that is that StreamYard restricts you to um, eight, up to eight uh, concurrent live streams at once. So right now we're going to five Facebook pages and three YouTube channels. Uh, but there's ways to get around that. And if you ever want to, if you want to, if, if there's a point at which you want to stream to say 30 of them, I can explain how to do that. It's, it'll, it'll cost you. Uh, but you you can do that, and we've advised some people who wanted to do that uh, how to do that. So, da, 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 let's see. Oh, <laughs> Joe says, thank you. She absolutely loved hearing her name. Thanks for always being great. You know what? Who of us doesn't like hearing our name, right? There you go. We all like hearing our name. So, so basically, you're using your one hour of time per week to automatically go to all of those sites. And because you can schedule it and everybody knows you're consistently showing up one o'clock every Wednesday, they'll be there. They'll look for you. They, they're on that site anyway at that time. Then they're going to look for your show. So that's why it's important to go to as many places as possible with your live stream. Yeah, yeah. If, and, and the nice thing about it is, like I said, the platforms recognize it so that they make it easy to do that. 
uh, and that's important. The easier, the better. Uh, again, so what we've talked about in the past is leveraging that live stream into a video file <clears throat> that goes onto various platforms, audio file that goes to Anchor FM, and it's distributed. I want you've heard me talk about this slide a dozen times now. Um, and so you should probably get an idea of where we stand with all this distribution uh, of leveraged content. But so there is um, a new type of content that I'm going to refer to as short form media. And that short form media includes uh, videos, audios, and text. And the reason it becomes so important is because it meets the needs of today's content consumer. So you and uh, we are content creators. But the guys that are watching and listening and reading to our stuff are content consumers. And this is how they're behaving. So what is short form media? Anything that's short enough to hold a viewer's attention span, but long enough to get your point across. And that's important because you shouldn't be producing short form content without a good reason. And the good reason is to continue to reinforce your brand. And that's what they mean by to get your point across in an engaging way. It should be you and it should be reinforcing your brand in a, in a short form. Shelly. Well, some of the, some of the things that that, that points out is that you can take your long form and cut it into pieces and use those pieces to let people know, hey, uh, I made this this video and here's a really cool thing that we said during the video. Then people might feel more interested and check it out because they might see an hour long video and say, no, I, I don't have time to sit through that. But they see a minute long clip of it and then they get that interest. They're like, oh, I really want to hear more about that. So then they do go check out your hour long video because they've had a taste and now they want the meal. And that's a good way to describe uh, how it uh, becomes uh, a mechanism for engagement. Tell, tell folks what we mean whenever we say engagement. Engagement is when people show up to your live stream and they make comments or they watch your video and they comment. Uh, that way, or they go and they look for you somewhere. Uh, you know, we, we put up our website up here in the crawl. Maybe you go visit our website and uh, interact with us in that way. Uh, we have free training there. We have uh, the be a podcast star, how to become a podcast star ebook on there. Uh, you can sign up for our newsletter updates. Um, there's a lot of things you can do on our website. So that's a great engagement. You can go to our Facebook page and you can like the page. You can join our Facebook group. There's a lot of ways to engage, which just means participate with us in our, um, in our show. Remind me to show the website at the end of today's presentation. Okay. So uh, what are your short form media options? Honestly, they're the, the same as your long form media options. They include video, audio, and text. Uh, and I'm going to show you a couple of interesting things that are happening in the industry right now. So the short form video options uh, have expanded as a result of uh, the evolution of TikTok as a major player. Now, I'm going to caution you uh, with TikTok in the same way that I'm going to caution you with Facebook. There is no way... There, there is a way to report material on TikTok. And if you're presented material, and TikTok's algorithm is very, very evolved. Um, there's a 
there's a cute little story uh, about a trans person uh, and the story on TikTok is she, uh, it took her, uh, you know, 10 years to realize that she was trans and make the changes necessary to accomplish that. But TikTok realized it within an hour's worth of looking at TikTok videos, just based on her interest. The algorithm is very evolved. That's good and that's bad. The good is you don't have to look at junk that you don't want to want to look at. Uh, the bad news is they can start customizing it in a way that if you're if you consume uh, material that's being presented as that that you don't know is either misinformation and dis or disinformation, uh, then it'll start uh, presenting that to you. Now you'll hear, you're, you've probably heard a lot about algorithms recently because everybody's starting to realize how much the algorithm in whatever social platform you're using plays in what you're seeing. So again, just be cautious with it. Uh, don't overdo it. And if you see something that doesn't fit, report it. You, they've got a button. They always have a button that says report it. This isn't what I want to see, or this is a scam, or this is uh, misinformation because here's the here's the Snopes report or the, you mentioned a couple of others, factcheck.org, uh, factcheck uh, that'll give you the correct information. And so d don't be uh, mesmerized by the continue pres continued presentation of material that you think is great, because at the same time, you're being mesmerized by the material the algorithm thinks you want to see. Uh, so your short form options, video options include YouTube. Uh, YouTube uh, in the past year has established what they call hashtag shorts. Um, and they did it as a result of trying to find a way to compete with the uh, TikTok's growth. Um, uh, YouTube short has to be 58 seconds long. Uh, it has to have a hashtag in the title and it has to be that vertical form. And I think that's the one thing that's consistent about all the short forms in uh, the video format, they tend to be that uh, vertical uh, uh, phone format rather than the horizontal vi film format. Uh, TikTok, of course, is the big daddy. Uh, I mean, YouTube is big because it's the second biggest uh, platform search engine search engine in the world. But TikTok has gained notoriety as a result of the fact that it picked up on this and it made it available to users. And then it made it really easy to create uh, a quality content. So you, when it started, you could go up to a minute. Now they allow up to three minutes. I don't see that expanding for them. They really perceive themselves as the leader in short form content. Um, you can do edits, stitches, you can add music, even though it's copyrighted. So they don't get upset when you just take a piece of music uh, that's already copyrighted. They don't seem to get upset when you take somebody other, somebody else's video and you do a voiceover it. And there's a lot of that that happens. Uh, where people make a video or make a TikTok and then somebody else takes it and does a vo voiceover with it, their own voiceover with it, and uh, they they get more views than the original content creator. So it's kind of weird some ways. Uh, and, yeah, the music, again, even copyrighted music they allowed, and you can add text or uh, captions to it. And then it too is in the vertical format. Instagram, I think, is making the most changes. Now, keep in mind that Instagram is a subsidiary of Facebook. It's owned by Facebook. But it's uh, offered some options, uh, a lot more options, 
but not as involved as TikTok. And I don't think, although they do have a good algorithm, their algorithm is not, nobody's algorithm, in my opinion, is as good as TikTok's right now. Uh, Instagram has four variations. One is just a post. So it's in the, in the newsfeed. I do a lot of that. It's up to 60 seconds, but it doesn't have additions. There's no music. If you've got to upload a video that has uh, whatever you're putting in the video, just video and audio. It offers stories. Uh, stories are 10 seconds. They're very dynamic, uh, but they leave. They have a 24-hour life. They disappear after 24 hours. And my daughters do a lot of those stories, and it frustrates me because I, I, it's hard for me. You can't copy video, audio, I'm sorry, images off Instagram. Um, so I can have images of the kids. So I tell them, let's go to Facebook, post the image. Now they're doing it. Uh, reels are like 60 seconds and they're just like licked, uh, lick talk, TikTok. Uh, you can edit them. You can stitch them. You can add music. You can add text. You can add uh, features. Uh, one of the nice features about TikTok is it has all these um what do they call it when the little icons, you know, where you want to make a face? There's a name for that. I can't believe filter? it. Yeah. TikTok has hundreds, if not thousands. I'm going to say hundreds of filters that you can use and you can add that. So if you want to make a video that makes you look like one of the characters from Frozen, for lack of a, that's the only one that comes to mind. Uh, you can do that. Reels isn't quite there yet, uh, but I imagine it will get uh, there eventually. And then they have something called IGTV, which is their equivalent of YouTube. So longer videos, they don't care if it's in a vertical or horizontal format. Um, and uh, it just doesn't seem to get as much uh, publicity as any of the others. But the important thing about Instagram, I think, is uh, it is owned by Facebook. And of course, Facebook is willing to make the investment. They acquired it, I don't know, it's been about four years now, three or four years. Uh, and they continue to make investment in it. So those are your short form video options, um, mostly done with your uh, phone in real time and in a vertical format, Shelley. Of course, there's more than this, uh, but again, we focus on YouTube and Facebook as the two largest, most used platforms uh, available to the general public. Uh, you can also use Twitter. You can use um, Snapchat. There's uh, WhatsApp. WhatsApp. Messaging. WhatsApp is more contained, uh -huh. but then people end up spreading it around anyway. As you can see, if you watched uh, John Oliver last week tonight, uh, he talks about how people spread things around on WhatsApp. Um, but these are the ones that we focus on. And if you're trying to create uh, clips from your long form, you're going to need to have some sort of an editing application or program to do that. We used to use Vidnami until it was purchased by another company and uh, we're waiting for it to come go back. Daddy. Go Daddy. We're hoping it comes back, uh -huh. but right now it's gone. Uh, that's the one we would have recommended to you <laughs> if it was still out there. Uh, if you're just trying to make a little commercial using uh, video and, and it's about 15 seconds long, I recommend a product called Boosted, simple to use, um, but it may not be your video or it might be, um, but you're going to have to edit and cut in order to get those short form pieces of your personal video to do that. So it's kind of which way do you want to go with it, you know? 
You don't want to spend uh, time in the editing form. bay, but you do want to get some stuff out there for short form. Yeah. We also use a product called Create, which is a, um, on, uh, it's a video editor, but it seems to be designed for doing this kind of thing as opposed to the expansive uh, editors like uh, Adobe's editor or uh, Sony's Vegas, etc. It's a very simple to use uh, video editor. Uh, and it's and it also makes it easy to create the vertical video from your uh, horizontal platform. Some so, people use iMovie or the uh, Microsoft version of yeah. of that, which yeah. is just a, a simple editor that comes with your computer most of the time. Yeah, and that's what you're looking for. Again, you don't want to spend a lot of time in the editing bay. These uh, final products aren't that sophisticated, um, and if you do want to get to that point, I would suggest uh, learning to use TikTok because it gives you some of those quick and dirty editing features, both visual and uh, video and audio, uh, that you can then move to other platforms. And as a matter of fact, when you upload a TikTok video, it asks you, do you want to do you want to send this to uh, Facebook or do you want to send it to YouTube? It'll do that for you automatically if you've made those connections. So uh, the the TikTok editor is kind of what I would call the future for short form video editing. What, what would you say? To, yeah. yeah, and there's other ad apps out there as yeah. well. Just yeah. check them out if that's what you're looking for. So short form audio options. Now, we didn't have anything that was really outstanding short of the already existing video platforms uh, like uh, YouTube Shorts, TikTok, and uh, Instagram. And what you would do is you would just not you would use a photo, which is sometimes referred to as an audiogram, uh, and just use the audio underlaying the photo, photo without having a video. But there's a new tool out there, a uh, relatively new tool. It's called Audio Burst. And um, it's, it, it, its foundation was in you being able, so you, you install it on your smartphone or on your, on your desktop, and what it does for you is you enter a search engine, a search topic, let's say it's uh, podcasting, and it starts finding you clips uh, associated with podcasting in a short form, even though the original clip may be in long form, and it uses AI to do this. Shelly, Shelly's done more of uh, the research on this particular platform than I have. Well, Audioburst is also a place where you can up, you know, uh, connect gonna, to your podcast. You want me to go? Uh, so let me get to that slide for you. Right, Audioburst features for creators. So uh, they give you the opportunity to share your podcast through Audioburst, and then you can uh, easily make little clips of your podcast. So each week as your podcast is uploaded, it automatically goes into Audio Burst once you've connected it. Then you can just go in there, find a uh, one to three minute section that you can create a little uh, clip. And then you could put in a picture or uh, make a little you know, waveform video or whatever it is that you want to do. That's uh, right can, here. Those video creations, they call them audiograms, right? So, uh, so it's, it's first purpose was as a search engine, uh, but then it evolved into giving tools to the creator that as Shelly said, it enables you to do this with the, what they refer to as bursts. Uh, and a burst is the equivalent of a, the audio equivalent of uh, TikTok or an Instagram video. 
And uh, because they give you the ability to distribute as well, the you can see it right there, the unique distribu distribution opportunities, it makes it really easy to take your content, turn it into a variety of bursts and distribute them. Uh, and also you have a page on their platform as well. So if you wanna put your podcast up there, you're welcome to do that. If you then wanna put your uh, bursts associated with that uh, podcast, you're, they enable you to do that. And then of course, if you wanna distribute to those bursts, uh, they enable you to do that. And we really feel like this is one of those futures in audio distribution that will uh, we will um, start to see used more often. And I think they're on the leading edge of this. And the reason I think uh, that, that this is the future is not only because the technology is just cool, it, the technology is AI-based, so it doesn't require a lot of effort to produce content. And lastly, uh, a lot of the majors are investing in them. Uh, a lot of uh, high-tech funding companies, angel investors have invested in audio burst. And that tells you that they think uh, that there's some uh, future with that. So audio burst, as Shelly said, gives, uh, uh, gives you as a content creator, the ability to connect with uh, your listeners in a variety of different ways, Shelly. Right. They will automatically give you a transcript. You can create the little, uh, um, Wave video and then simply and easily share it out. Uh, you can even embed it into your website uh, if you if you know what you're doing, <laughs> which I'm still working on that. <laughs> but uh, audio bursts are fun to play with uh, and uh, to, to share. I've, I've shared it on Facebook. I've shared it on LinkedIn. And um, that it's just a good way to let everybody know on all your social media sites that you are podcasting and what it sounds like. And then it gives you the ability to link back to that podcast. So if they want to hear the whole thing, they can. So mm -hmm. it's got some really cool and thoughtful and thoughtfully laid out tools for a podcaster to be able to use. And, and they have a free version of it. So yeah. Did you look at the pricing at all? No, just started using the free version uh -huh. to check it out. All right. So uh, when it comes to um, short form audio options, we think there is something to the uh, text to speech option. Uh, and the reason we think that is there's a lot of times where you write something and you realize it needs to become audio and then you're back into the editing bay, right? You're just where you don't want to be editing that text uh, reading it into a microphone, editing out all the faux pas, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, text-to-speech has come a long way in the past year. And I know because I've used it probably over the past five to seven years. And at the beginning of all of it, I would say, nah, that voice is too techy, too mechanical, too it came from the computer kind of thing, but they've got changes. We use uh, the text-to-speech translator. As Shelly said, we've been using Vidnami up until recently, and then Vidnami was acquired by uh, GoDaddy, and both Vidnami and GoDaddy said that the purpose of acquiring Vidnami was to incorporate it into what GoDaddy calls its studio. And so there's this hopeful hiatus between August 20th, when was the last time we um, uh, used Vietnami, and sometime around December, when GoDaddy will present us the new 
um, the new uh, GoDaddy Studio. Now, we paid for Vidami. It's one of those products that you pay for, but it was very capable. And it had a wonderful Facebook page with a lot of interaction between uh, the uh, developers. And I think there was like seven or eight of them, including the CEO of the company and the people that were using the product. And when they found out that they had... Uh, they had been bought. Everybody's acquired, right? But they, you make a decision. You say, yeah, you've just offered me enough money that I'm willing to do that. Everybody was disappointed and they kind of went out and looked for an alternative. And I know this present this presentation isn't necessarily about Vidami, but uh, the minute it comes back, we were very patient with it. We go, okay, well, we'll go look for something else. There is nothing else. There are a lot of alternatives that let you do one or two of all the things that Vidami does. That's it. Vidnami was the only product that we're aware of that did everything that uh, it did. So we're waiting till December. And we're in October already. Two more months and we'll see what GoDaddy produces. GoDaddy not only invests in other products, it invests in their development and integration with their studio. And I'm sure we'll have to pay for it. I don't expect we'll have to pay more for it than we already did. And I think it was around $30 a month, right? Something like that. So if we have to pay $30 a month for GoDaddy Studio in order to get whatever their version of Vidnami is, we'll do it. But we also have a product called uh, app.twinkle.io, and it's the one that we use to get uh, our music from, our sound effects, our video effects, but it also has a text-to-speech feature. So all you have to do is post the text to the text-to-feature feature in that window. And I think you can do up to 10,000 characters is uh, the way that it's set up. And it converts it for you. And it converts it in a way that makes it reasonable. So I thought, well, let me do this. I took the text that Shelley reads whenever we have Dr. Brown's uh, uh, live stream uh, once a month, and she reads an introductory text. And I took that text and I poured it into uh, into uh, Twinkle, and I had it feed it back to me. It just takes a minute, not even a minute, it takes a couple of seconds to do uh, uh, the creation. Um, and this is what it sounds like. I thought I'd put this on here so you guys can hear it as well. And honestly, I'm pretty picky about these things, and this is acceptable to me. I could see this, and remember, this is generated with AI. So the voice I picked was Charlie. I didn't know what to get, what to expect, but I promised myself I'd use whatever I got, okay, so that I didn't go looking for a little, you know, English-speaking, uh, English-accented lady that really sounded good, because they do have those if you want them. But here's Charlie, and this is Shelley's uh, text uh, from uh, Dr. Brown's uh, live stream. Join Dr. Coffee Brown to discuss what's new in health and medicine. Dr. Brown and his guests. Yep. So why don't we use that? Uh, well, we are. <laughs> why do actually, I have to read it? <laughs> I don't know why it stopped there. Why did it stop? I wonder if it's still playing. And in... no, it actually stopped. Join Doctor Coffee Brown to discuss what's new in health and medicine. Doctor Brown and his guests explore the latest research and technology in health and medicine and help us understand how it affects our lives. Then they provide takeaways and steps we can take to improve our own health and the health of our planet in the future. We're glad you're here to take part in the conversation. Now, to me, that's perfectly acceptable. It sounds like someone who is paid to do voiceovers. And um, I was really impressed that it had come this far because 
if you didn't know better, if you didn't know that was an AI generated voice, you would know it. And there's a lot of options, both male and female, uh, accented. Um, there's there are accents from say Southwest Asia, if you wanted a Pakistani a accent, or uh, the Mideast, if you wanted an Arabic English, but in an Arabic accent. So all of that is the result of AI and its evolution. And it seems perfectly reasonable to me that in order to create these short form audio options that you might use audio burst to uh, distribute, you might have some text that you just pour into um, into uh, your text-to-speech app. In this case, like I said, it's uh, Twinkle for us and let it generate the video if you're not comfortable with it. Then the, and like I said, the whole reading, editing, you know, reading the text, and I know from experience, this is, for me, it was difficult when I was trying to read the book, our book, A Gypsy's Kiss, uh, for Audible, I literally could not get through it. And I think of myself as a really good reader, but that whole process of reading to the extent that you're not making mistakes, to the extent you're not repeating yourself, et cetera, just doing that created an edit. I could have poured it in here and let them generate it, and I should have. So anyway, it's something you need to be familiar with because I think- a little longer than 10,000 characters. Well, but you could do it one at a time. Well, you can also send it up to Descript and you can teach Descript to clone your voice. To clone my voice, yeah. So we oh. use Descript. The nice thing about Twinkle is that it's a one-time fee. I think we paid 67 bucks for it. Yeah. And it's a one-time fee. You can use it the rest of your life. Descript requires a $30 a month. Something like that. They're all about that. <clears throat> okay. So your uh, other short form option uh, for text is always Twitter. Twitter allows up to... Uh, 24, uh, 200, I'm sorry, 240 characters. So that's about as short form as you get. And you can take the text that you've already written and have transcribed into uh, Twinkle, sent over to Audioburst. You can take that text and post it to your uh, Twitter account. Now, the thing about Twitter is that it has a very, you know what, I didn't give you a chance to talk about these guys. That's right. Okay. The one thing about uh, Twitter is that it seems to be very, uh, oriented towards uh, journalists and their followers. Like it, it's about the news and it's about, it can be sports news. It can be political news. It can be social news, whatever. But it seems to me it's always been about the news and that's who picks up on it and, and share stuff like that. But you can also embed things. So you can embed a, an audio burst. You can Im embed a, a text to voice conversion. You can embed video. You can, so you can embed any of that. It doesn't store it. <clears throat> it's just a link and embedding it causes it to open that link. So it doesn't, uh, it doesn't uh, have to maintain uh, storage of all of that uh, data. Uh, one of the new things uh, about it, uh, and I think this came out in June of this year, was you can share tweets directly to Instagram stories. Now, before how people would do that is they would do a screen cap of whatever uh, tweet stream they were looking at. Uh, and because I guess uh, Twitter realized people were doing that anyway, uh, they integrated with Instagram stories, which means you're integrating with Facebook. But now you can take a tweet and share it. And one of the places you can share it to is your Instagram story, uh, story page. So that's kind of a cool thing. But again, that's one of the options for uh, text. And I know you're not a you're not a big Twitter user. No. Neither of us are really, but no. we know it's out there. I mean, yeah. We have accounts. Oh, yeah. I think I had an account back in 20, 2009. I yeah. started one or something. But yeah. And it, it was fun in the beginning. And then it just got, yeah. Yeah. 
Well, the other thing about Twitter that, uh, from my my perspective, is you got to type those 240 characters, and I that skill of typing is just uh, frustrating for me. So, where does your short form text come from? Basically, you up, take your audio file, you get it transcribed. If you see something uh, in your transcription that is pretty cool, you pull that out and you tack it into places like Twitter or LinkedIn or Facebook, or someplace that uh, uses short form text like this. With a link back to your uh, back to your long form audio or video. So that's what's important is you're still trying to make all of those uh, connections because it becomes a link back even though you created it yourself. Uh, and um, uh, the other option for short form text is uh, LinkedIn. I like to call LinkedIn the Facebook for business. Business says business and business people uh, because it's more moderated. Yeah. I mean, you can't just go out and friend a bunch of people yeah. for one thing. Uh, you have to have some kind of connectivity with that person before you can even reach out and try to connect with them or they will ping you. Uh, <laughs> don't do that. So uh, it's it's more about uh, what you offer as a business person. Um, and that's, that's LinkedIn. Yeah. Shelly uses it a lot to do both short forms and long forms. And again, with the short forms, you can embed things. You can embed videos, audios, etc. So uh, if you have, if you're in an area of business where you think some of your clients will come from other businesses, and we have had, um, we have had queries from people on uh, LinkedIn who see what we're doing and make an inquiry about you know, what are you guys doing? What can we talk about? Et cetera, et cetera. And sometimes people just aren't on Facebook. They're only on LinkedIn right. yeah. or one of the other platforms. Yeah. I'm getting to the point with Facebook where, uh, and I'll make that decision. I'm, I mean, if it wasn't for communicating with my family, I don't think I'd be on Facebook, but I like, uh, and, and I think I've mentioned this in the past. I think I have 35 Facebook friends and the majority of, of them are either family members or people, friends with whom I have actual face-to-face -face con, uh, contact. So um, I always look for other like, options. So one of the things I like about LinkedIn, uh, though it can be a little annoying sometimes, I just had a birthday on Sunday and I got a lot of people saying happy birthday on LinkedIn. And I don't really know these people, but LinkedIn kind of offers it to you. Oh, it's so-and-so's birthday. Do you want to say happy birthday to this person? And they just go, yeah. And it kind of does it automatically for you. And then I can open up the message. It says happy birthday. And then it gives me some reply uh, options. I can say thank you or oh thanks or thumbs up or use the person's name. So you can just kind of click, you know, the one thing and then move on. Uh, so that's a little too automatic in that we don't really put it, any thought into it. Uh, LinkedIn suggested that we do it, so we did it, and uh, and and we move on with our lives. Um, but it is a nice place to connect with people that you actually meet. For instance, we're going to this conference, and one of the things that people is, are offering is, here's my LinkedIn profile. Let's connect on LinkedIn, so that way you you you're you know working at a business level rather than a, like a Facebook uh, uh -huh. yeah. interaction. Friend level, a, a business associate rather than just a friend. 
I like that. Okay, so um, tell everybody about, please tell everybody about the coming week. All right. So tomorrow, we're going to drive to Arizona for a podcast conference. It's called She Podcasts Live uh, 2021. And it is a conference about podcasting. It's put on by women. All the speakers are women. And it's very focused on women in podcasting. And while we're there, we are going to be interviewing women who are podcasters or related to podcasting in some way. So like, for instance, we're going to be uh, interviewing Laura Ivey from Edison Research. We're very excited about that. Uh, and she is a director of research there. And she um, she puts together a lot of research regarding podcasting and social audio and what's going on in the world and statistics and all of that. So, uh, you know, it's really exciting to interview these people, hear their stories and find out more about why, why it's important for women to be uh, participating in the podcasting arena. So we're looking forward to it. As Shelly said, we're going to be interviewing. Uh, we've set a goal of 10. We'd like, of course, to get more and um, and I invited myself, uh, even though it's a she oriented. I, I got clearance from the uh, <laughs> I got clearance from the um, what do you call them the organizers uh, to go and told them I was there to support Shelley. So I'll keep kind of a low profile if that's possible uh, with one guy around a bunch of women. Um, but it sounds like a lot of fun. They have it really well organized. It's in a great location, the Scottsdale uh, Plaza. And um, so we're really looking forward to it. We'll be there. The event is, uh, it starts Thursday, ends Sunday. We're spending an extra couple of days there to do some other business. Mm -hmm. And um, and we're looking forward to coming back on Wednesday and telling you all about it with some pictures and everything. So And we get to visit my mom too. That's She's right. And so we're have dinner it's always fun mom. going to visit Shelly's mom because she has dinner and there are grandbabies everywhere. <laughs> I guess there's not. I guess there's not a lot of grandbabies anymore. They're all kind of great grandbabies. I mean, great grandbabies. They're all kind of <laughs> toddlers now, aren't they? Uh, yeah, yeah. There's no baby. Babies. Yeah, there's no baby babies. Not like the olden days. Yep, they grow up, don't they? That's what they so do. I wanted to take a minute to show you our website. You can find our website at agkmedia.studio, uh, and kind of everything that you need to know about us, what we do, and. Um, how we can help you. If you think you need help in these matters, you can reach out there. All right. And uh, uh, there's our home. There's a story about the media studio, our podcasts and how to connect with us. So uh, that's Shelly's uh, messages and methods t-shirt that we had made for the, uh, for the uh, event. Yeah. And that's me without a t-shirt. <laughs> or in a suit. In a suit. Suit man. All right. Yeah. Check that out. It's uh, all set up now, and I worked really hard on it all weekend. No, she did. <laughs> she did. Thank you for being here with us today for Messages and Methods. I'm your host, Shelley Carney, and we do hope that this information was helpful to you. Remember, after we finish these 11, uh, this 11 part series we're going to be putting it into a book and making that available on amazon look forward to that by the holidays yeah wow the holidays huh the holidays are coming
I have a funny feeling the topster is going to be doing some work for a change. <laughs> All right, say your goodbyes. I, well, I just did. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> Goodbye. She loves you. We'll see you next week. We'll see you next week with the, all the stories from the Sheep Podcast live. Yay. Be here for that. The pictures.